I'm Rachel Hernandez, real estate investor turned mobile home investor and best-selling author. I make a living investing in mobile homes for cash flow for long-term passive income. After many mistakes and lessons learned, I've been able to create the kind of life where I can do the types of things I want to do, not have to do. I created the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast to share with you what I've learned so you can spend more time with family, friends, and do things you love. Mobile home investing can help you get there. If you want to hear real stories with practical and actionable advice you can use from someone who's been in the trenches and who's still investing today to create the type of life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hernandez, aka Mobile Home Girl of AdventuresinMobileHomes.com. Thank you so much for joining me here on the 21st episode of the podcast. Now, just in case you missed it, be sure to tune in to the last episode where I go over how to value mobile homes when you're just getting started as a mobile home investor, which is the first part of the series. You can find it along with the show notes at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 20. And that is the number 20. Okay, so let's get started. So last week, I talked about how to determine value for mobile homes and the resources out there to help you get the information that you need to learn the market. Again, it's very important that you know the market before you even start buying, selling, or renting mobile homes. Otherwise, you could get into a bad deal, which isn't a good thing. But today, I want to talk about the second part of the series about valuing mobile homes. And that is how to value the mobile home itself when you're going through the inspection process with homeowners and sellers. So how exactly do you determine what the value is of each home that you visit in its present condition with the fix-up work needed? Because honestly, if you're going to be in the used mobile home business, which is what I do, there's always going to be some type of fix-up work needed to be done to the homes that you buy. Ultimately, it will be up to you to determine how much work you want to do and how much money you want to spend on the fix-up work that you want done. But before we move on, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Rachel here. Are you interested in mobile home investing? If yes, I've got a free mobile home investing course for you. It's called 
What You Need to Know to Get Started in Mobile Home Investing. It details all the ins and outs of what you need to know before you get started as a mobile home investor. With so much information out there, it's overwhelming to go out and search for what you're looking for. So I put my knowledge and expertise in mobile home investing to work. And it's all in this free training course. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash free training class. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash free training class. Grab your seat and get started today. Now, back to the show. Okay, first things first. If you missed the first part of this series on how to value mobile homes, please go back and listen to it before you listen to this episode. It's very important because it goes over the steps you need to do to learn your market and the resources to go to to find out the information that you need. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. But if you've already listened to that episode, then let's talk about the mobile home itself. Say that you've learned your market, you know what the values are of mobile homes in the area, what they can sell for in cash, and on payments, and what these homes can rent out for. Plus, you've already picked out a few parks to work with and have the okay from the park managers to work in these parks. So, now what? Well, now you've got to start meeting with sellers. And looking at mobile homes. Now, this episode won't cover meeting with sellers as I covered that in episode 18 of this podcast where I talk about how to work with mobile home sellers. So be sure to check it out and I'll link it up here in the show notes just in case you missed it. Getting back to it, Let's talk about the mobile home itself. How exactly do you value it in its present condition? Well, you've got to go through the inspection process first. Now, I won't go over the entire inspection process here in detail, as there's a lot to cover, but I will cover it in a future podcast episode, so stay tuned. But here, I want to talk about things to look out for, which could be costly, and that stand out. When going through these mobile homes and determining values. So let's talk about the types of homes that you want to visit. Now, If you're new and just starting out, I recommend that you visit and only buy homes that people are living in. 
right now, meaning they are habitable. Don't buy anything that is vacant and hasn't been lived in for a while, especially if you don't have any access to electric or water and you can't check any of the major systems in the home, such as the heating and air conditioning, or even the plumbing, for that matter, if there's no water access. When I first started out, I looked at every home and lead that came in. Every single lead. Every single phone call. I visited each of these homes and looked at them as part of my exercise in learning the market. So I drove a lot and I spent a lot of time looking at homes and meeting with sellers. And many of these homes were vacant and not lived in for quite some time. I'm talking probably anywhere from 10 to 20 years where they were just left vacant and just sitting there. Many of these homes were out on land where the homeowner just wanted the home off their property and they were willing to give them away for free or they were selling them cheap but for a reason. In every case, for these types of homes that I visited, I passed. Because I couldn't check things, such as electricity, gas, or water. And I didn't buy a single one. Though, there was one home that I did buy. And it had been vacant for a little while. But the homeowners selling it to me had lived there themselves. The only reason they moved out was because there was a tree root that ran into one of the pipes underground, which didn't give them access to water anymore. Now, this was a mobile home out on private land. The sellers tried contacting the owner of the land, who was a real estate agent who they paid lot rent to, for the mobile home to sit on that land. But the real estate agent did not want to pay for the repair to give them access to water. I kid you not. Now, to make a long story short, the sellers decided to sell that home and just move in with their daughter, who had another mobile home on land nearby. I ended up buying that home for a really good price. And I ended up moving it to another park since it was on someone else's land. Now, I won't talk about moving mobile homes in this podcast episode, 
but I may cover it in a future episode down the road, so stay tuned. So once you do find a mobile home for sale and meet with the homeowner, then what? How do you determine its value in its present condition? Well, at this point, if you've done your market research, then you should know what the home can sell for. Again, in cash or on payments and rent out for based on your market research with the people you talked with to help you get to that number. Usually, this number is called the ARV or the after repair market value. But now, you've got to figure in the value of the mobile home right now without the repairs. As most people who put their homes on the market are ready to sell now. And they really don't plan on doing any more repairs. So basically, you need to determine the value of the mobile home in its as-is condition. So how do you do that? Well, first you want to make sure you make an appointment with the seller to see the home during the day while there's still light outside. I've said this before, don't inspect homes at night because you may miss something, which isn't a good thing. And be sure to bring a flashlight with you for those areas that may not be easy to see, as lighting could be an issue once you're inside the home. Sometimes homeowners don't have the best lighting, so be prepared. But once you're there, the best thing to do would be to go through the inside of the home first. Tell the homeowner that you want to go inside the home first, and then afterwards you want to take a look at the outside of the home. This way, they'll know your plan on what you want to see. Now, after you exchange pleasantries with the seller, you want to go through the home. Again, I'm not going to go over the entire inspection process here in this episode, as it's pretty detailed. But I will tell you about the top things to look out for. Now, tell the seller you'll be testing out certain things, like the electricity and the plumbing. You'll be running the water and the air conditioning and the heating. Ask them if that's okay. Now, usually, they'll say yes, as they should understand you need to check these things out before you make a decision to buy. So basically, you want to go in and test things as if you were going to live there. So let's talk about some of the major things to look out for when 
you're going out to inspect these mobile homes to help you determine the as-is value of the home to give you a better idea of how much to pay for it. Okay, let's start with the flooring. Many times in older used mobile homes, the flooring is made out of particle board. This is a low cost material for manufacturers, which is one of the reasons why mobile homes are generally less than single family homes. But the problem with particle board is that once it gets wet, then it crumbles and soaks up the moisture, causing soft spots in the floor, which is a safety hazard. Not a good thing to use particle board, especially when it's on high traffic areas, such as floors. So you wanna check any soft spots in the home and take note of them. With flooring, you've got the subfloor, which could be particle board in this case. Now, usually plywood is a better material, but then you've got the floor over it, over the subfloor, which can be carpet, laminate planks, or sheet vinyl, depending on the mobile home. So you'll have to determine the condition of both the subfloor underneath and the floor above it and see if you want to keep the existing flooring in place, whether it be the subfloor or the floor above, or if you want to replace it with new flooring. For me, it really depends on how good the homeowner takes care of it. If it hasn't been replaced in a while, you may need to look at replacing it and or repairing specific areas. Other things to watch out for include the major systems in the home. Be sure the heating and air conditioning system is working. Test it out. This is an important system of the home and shouldn't be overlooked. Ask the seller how old the unit is and when it was last replaced and or serviced. Not having a central heating and air conditioning unit can make or break a deal when it comes to buying selling, and or renting mobile homes. Replacing an entire unit can be costly, especially when you're first starting out. Now, I've done it before, but the numbers have worked out. Plus, the price you pay for a new unit will depend on your skills of hiring good, honest, and reliable contractors. Now, if you need some help in this area, you may want to read my book on this subject titled, 
real estate investing sucks, how to find, hire, and manage contractors the right way, which I'll link up here in the show notes. Other than the major systems, like the heating and air conditioning, you also want to check the plumbing, run the faucets, and also the showers and or the tubs. Make sure you're getting hot and cold water. If you're not getting hot water, you may need to check the water heater. Again, ask the seller when the last time the water heater was replaced and or serviced. Also, when you're checking out the plumbing, be sure to look underneath the sinks while you're running the water to make sure there aren't any leaks. While plumbing issues can usually be fixed and are less costly than replacing entire heating and air conditioning units, you'll need to assess exactly how many issues there are and what it takes to fix them. These are just a few major things to note when you're inside the home to help you determine the as-is value. Now you're ready to look at the outside. When you're outside, look around the entire home. Be sure to check the siding, whether it be metal or hardy board. See if there is any sign of rusting, if metal, and any wood rotting, if hardy board. On a side note, hardy board wood siding will need to be replaced regularly since moisture from rain and or the weather can cause it to get soft spots over time. This is an issue I've had to deal with constantly over my career as a mobile home investor. As mentioned in the third episode of this podcast, My First Deal, I had to deal with this issue as it had hardy board siding when I bought my first mobile home. Though it wasn't too much damage, just a few boards needed to be replaced, so I just got my handyman contractor to fix it up and replace the boards for a few hundred dollars. Though, watch this item as this can be costly to replace, especially if there's a lot of damage and you need to redo the siding around the whole home. Another issue to look at is a flashing, if any, around the roof. Now, usually, this is metal edging on the sides around the roof, which is meant to draw moisture away from the siding 
and the home when it rains. If there isn't any flashing, then you may want to look at adding it to prevent damage to the siding in the future. I'll link up an article here in the show notes that I did on the subject of flashing if you'd like to read more. Now, if there are gutters around the roof, be sure it's not clogged up with leaves, dirt, or any type of debris. Because if it is, when it rains, the water will just sit in the gutters due to the amount of leaves, dirt, or debris in it and overflow running water down the side of the home. This isn't a good thing, especially if the siding is hardy board plank, which can get moist and soft, causing rotting in the future. If you see this issue, take note of it, and you'll have to include it in your repair costs. Now, let's get to the roof. It'll be pretty hard to look at the roof without a ladder, and I don't really suggest you going up on the roof and taking a look at it yourself. So what you want to do is step back as far as you can from the home until you can see the top of the roof. Notice anything that looks out of place or areas that look damaged or black areas from moisture or mold. If you have a shingle roof, look to see if there are any shingles missing. Now, this has happened to me on occasion, and I've had to replace shingles on a roof, as well as the wood underneath them, which soaked up a bit of moisture because it was exposed due to the damaged shingles and or the missing shingles from the roof. Ask the seller when the last time the roof was maintained and or repaired. Also, you want to ask how old the roof is as well. This will give you an idea of what you'll be into if you plan to purchase the home. If it's a shingle roof, be prepared to do regular maintenance on the home as issues come up. Unfortunately, shingles tend to wear over time due to weather such as hail damage, tree branches brushing up against the shingles themselves, and shingles falling off over time. When shingles fall off, there is nothing protecting the roof, which can cause damage such as moisture and rot to the wood underneath. This adds up and can seriously damage the roof over time. Now, if you're looking at a metal roof, it's less of an issue. Though, you'll have to look into resealing the roof with a sealer every couple of years. 
This is to ensure that all of the edges of the roof are sealed and nothing can get inside, such as water and or debris. Most of my contractors say to reseal metal roofs every three to five years. In my experience, metal roofs last a long time and are less costly to maintain than shingle ones. Other than the siding and the roof, next, take a look at the skirting. The skirting is a material around the lower portion of the home to cover up what the home is standing on, which are usually cinder blocks. Now, skirting is usually one of the items that will need repair and or replacement if not properly maintained. Unfortunately, most sellers have the old vinyl skirting, which tends to get brittle over time with the sun and the weather. Another thing that tends to happen to skirting are that they get holes in them when the grass is cut and weeds are taken out with electrical or gas-powered tools. If you're not careful or the person cutting the grass isn't careful, it can cause a lot of damage, which will reduce the life of the skirting over time. Lastly, check the porches, both the front and the back porch. Be sure they're stable and the wood that it's made out of is in good condition. If the wood is rotting in certain areas, you'll have to take note of it and take it into consideration as a cost to replace these areas with new wood. If the porch is in good condition, plan on at least doing a pressure wash and putting a new coat of paint to make the home look more attractive. So these are just a few things that can help you determine the value of a mobile home in its present condition when you're out inspecting them with sellers. Once you've got a list of the items that need to be fixed and or replaced, you'll have to figure in the cost of repairs, whether it be for your own labor and or the materials, or if you're going to hire a contractor to do the work, then you'll have to figure out how much it's going to cost for each item that you want done. If you're not sure of the cost for specific items, you could try to ask the seller what they think it would cost as a negotiating tactic. But you also need to verify the numbers. So another thing I've done in the past 
was having my own contractors take a look at the work needed to do. And they come up with their own figures. So then I'd present this information to the seller to help come up with an agreed price. So there you have it. The second part of the series of how to value mobile homes and the things you should look out for when looking at homes with sellers for both the inside and the outside of the home to determine the as-is value when buying, selling, and or renting used mobile homes. Again, you'll have to take note of all the major issues that you find and how much fix-up in the home will depend on your own goals, whether you're buying or renting, and what the market wants when it comes to buying and or renting mobile homes in your area. But again, this will come from your market research by taking the time to learn your market and knowing how much people are willing to pay for mobile homes in your area and what they want in these homes. And also, if you're planning to bring in contractors to do the work, then you'll have to learn how to hire contractors and get them involved in the inspection process beforehand. If you plan to use their services and quotes as a negotiation tool. Now, I won't get into negotiating here in this episode, but I'll be sure to cover it in a future episode down the road. So stay tuned. I hope this episode has helped you to learn how to value mobile homes and what you need to look for when going through these homes with sellers in order to determine their as-is value and come up with a price that works for both you and the seller. So what did you think? Did this episode help you as a mobile home investor? I hope so. If you've enjoyed the show and find value with it, please consider supporting the show. I've enjoyed this podcasting journey so far, and it's something that I've always wanted to do. Now, I'll include a link in the show notes on how you can support me if you'd like to check it out. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes where I link up some of the resources mentioned here. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 21. And that is the number 21. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com 
21. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with family and friends. And be sure to subscribe. If you have some time, I'd love to hear your feedback through a short Apple Podcast review. Until next time, this is Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast, signing off. Thanks for listening.